Today's message was recorded live at the Middletown Seventh-day Adventist Church of Louisville, Kentucky, a safe environment where people relationships become kingdom relationships. Find us online at www.friendlychurch.com. Well, welcome back to our study series of this fascinating uh, topic. What is church? Is it a body? Is it a building? Is it a bride? What is church? Well, last week we introduced the question and began explaining Exploring the biblical metaphors for the church in the Bible. We learn from Jesus that church is a group of individuals who are called out of the world to God. And we looked at 1 Corinthians 12 and learned that the church is compared to the human body where all members 
work harmoniously together and all members are important to the functions of the body. So last week, the metaphor was the human body. The church as a human body. Today, the church as the building of God. Let's bow our heads for prayer. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you for being with us yet another week. Although more intense than the last, we know as Yvonne mentioned, that as we come closer to your return, things are only going to get worse for the world. But we have hope. We know when things happen that we can look up in the skies and know that your return is soon. Lord, today we pray that you will bless this word. We, we pray that you will open our hearts and open our minds to receive and to act upon it. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Leaning Tower of Pisa in Italy, it was going to fall over. <laughs> Scientists traveled each year to measure the building's slow descent as it was moving, they reported that the 175-foot tower moved about 1 20th of an inch each year. And the tower was once at about 17 feet off the line. So they estimated that the over 800-year-old tower will lean too far and will collapse if we don't do something about it. It will collapse in the nearby Ristorante. So they took some soil from under the north side of the tower and the tower tilted back about 16 inches, enough to make it solidly safe for another 300 years. Interestingly, the tower of P the, the word Pisa means marshy lands, marshlands, which gives us some clue as to why the tower began to lean even before it was completed. Also, its foundation, if you pay attention to the video, the foundation of this Tower of Pisa is only 10 feet deep for 14,500 ton, tons of material, that's no wonder why the building never stood entirely erect, because the foundation was defective from the beginning. Think about it. The foundation. Just as the foundation of a building is important to a building's long-term sustainability and strength, the foundation of our faith is equally important to the viability and quality of our soul. No matter our cultural, racial, or social status, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 3, beginning with verse 9, that we are all builders and together we are building. 
interesting, interesting um, way the Apostle Paul is presenting how can we all be builders and the building at the same time? Here is what the <clears throat> Bible is teaching us. Each one, each one of us has his own temple and that temple is a block of the whole building of God, the church. Paul says in, in um, 1 Corinthians 6, three chapters over, verse 19, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? So, we are a temple. A temple for God. A temple belonging to God. Individually, we are a temple. And the Bible does not address the status of each temple. It simply says that you and me, individually, are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Everything that makes us up, our physical body, our mind, and our spiritual soul. Jesus also is a temple. Think about it. Jesus, referring to himself as a temple, said in John 2.19, Destroy this temple, referring to himself, and in three days I will raise it up. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? What is the function, what is the role of a temple? Well, the temple connects God with his people, with people. The temple connects God God's creation to the Creator. The role of the temple is to connect God back to His creation. If you and me are the temple of the Holy Spirit, think about, think about the role you have in the world these days. Do you? Do your person, your entire you, Body, mind, and spirit. Do you connect the world to God? Are you a means by which people around you, those who don't know God, have a chance to connect with God? In light of what's going on in the world with this racial unrest, do you, do I play an important role of bringing God back into equation? Do we connect people and His creation back to God? See, God spoke to the people. God communicated to the people via the temple. He used the temple as a means of hope and salvation. 
How are we individually being God's temple? How are we God's temple in the world today? What do we do? What do we say? What do we even think? Is the Holy Spirit represented by what we do, by what we say, and by what we think? My friends, each of us is involved in a lifelong construction project building a temple for the Holy Spirit, which in turn is a part of the whole, of the whole building of God, His church. See, each of us, each of us is a temple, and each of us are a building block in the building of God in His church. 1 Corinthians 3, beginning with verse 9, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's what? God's building. According to to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. This is Paul speaking. And another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. Verse 11. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Wonderful. Jesus is not just a temple, like we are building block in the building of God. He is also the foundation of God's building. See, last week we looked at church metaphor as the body and Jesus being the head. Today we're looking at the building and Jesus is the foundation. He is the foundation of God's building. With the church as the building of God. And the building of God is made up of blocks and the building elements of the building with Jesus being the foundation. Again, Jesus is part of the church just like we saw it last week that Jesus is part of the church. Verse 11, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid. And what is the foundation? Jesus Christ. Verse 12, now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it. Which day? The day that is coming. Because it will be revealed it by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. And it is here that we get in touch with reality. See, not only that we are to build on the right foundation, but, we, but what we build on 
the, what we build on that foundation needs to be tested. Think about it. If you're not building on the right foundation, with Jesus being the foundation, Jesus being the model of living, how was Jesus? Self-sacrificial, living a compassionate life, loving, graceful, not making any favoritism based on race, culture, or social status. If you're not like Jesus, you're not building in the right building. If you build on the right foundation, you are in the right building. Let me clarify this. If you and I are not building on the right foundation, if we don't accept Jesus and Jesus only as our Savior and our model of living, you and I may be building, we may be part of a building, but it's not the building of God. See, one of the very, uh, uh, very deceitful lies that the devil threw our way as a church was to think that having your name on the books of a church makes you part of the right building of God. Or you can get salvation through it. The reality is, my friend, you are part of the building of God, His true church, only when you build on the right foundation. My brothers and sisters and friends, do you want to be part of the building of God? Do you want to be part of His church? Then build on the right foundation. Build on Jesus Christ. Now, as we move on, it gets even more fascinating and interesting. How does God know who is building on the right foundation? How do we even know who builds rightly and who is not? Let's go back to verse 12. Now, if anyone, Paul says, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. My friends, your building effort is going to be tested. If anyone's, verse 14, if anyone's work which he has built on, in, on, on the foundation endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer, but he himself will be saved, yes, yet as so as through fire. In other words, the test will reveal what you're building on and what you build with. Don't take the risk of not building with fireproof materials. Your salvation will be a miracle if you do take that risk. In other words, this is what Paul is saying here. If I were you, I would not take the risk of not building rightly. You may even risk your salvation. That's what he's saying here. So, I've got here 
building materials. And I've got some tools, and I got a hard hat. So, Middletown, let's go to work. Let's build the body of, let's build the building of God. What comes first? Well, I just talked about what comes first is the foundation. Every building project begins with the foundation because the foundation is the key to the building stability. Remember the Tower of Pisa. Not enough foundation there. I used to work in building industry for a number of years. That's where I got this hat. I still have the label on it. Started in residential and then moved into commercial and other things, industrial, and traveled and built in many states. In the South, my experience has been that in the South, builders lay small footings and then they lay blocks on top of each other and with plaster, and, and, and that's, that's the foundation. You may have seen that. They have a lot of crawl space down in the South, too. In Michigan, most homes I've seen are built on a 9 to 10 feet deep concrete foundation. Foundation walls to provide walls for the basement and foundation for the house. It makes a big difference in the stability of that house over the years. How it settles. And even when you walk in, unfortunately, I had to move so many times, so I lived in many homes. When you walk in, in our homes in, in Tennessee, they were not as solid as the one in Michigan because of the Michigan house at that 10 feet tall, 10 feet deep, I should say, foundation. Jesus Christ, his gospel, and his way of life are our foundation. We must accept Jesus, the good news of the gospel, and how he lived. Selfless, compassionate, non-judgmental, graceful, loving, giving, and healing, always ministering to those in need. Once we accepted this, we can build upon that foundation. If we don't accept Jesus and his way of life, then we don't have a foundation or we have the wrong foundation. Is it possible to build on other foundations? Yes, it is. We see people all the time building their life on pleasure, self-seeking, self-satisfying, and self-exaltation. Some place their belief in science or in man's ability to, to solve its own problems. Still others place their trust in the government. Some place their trust on their own abilities, and still others have no foundation for their lives whatsoever. Here is the truth. All people who have built their lives or build their lives on a foundation other than Jesus Christ are doomed to failure because all 
worldly values, systems, and ideologies are imperfect. Only God is perfect. And that's where we find our foundation in His Word. Only God is perfect, eternal, and capable of satisfying the desire of our hearts. And I think we can see clearly what's going on in our country these days. Keep in mind that we can only develop our faith if Jesus Christ, His gospel, and His lifestyle is our foundation. Any other foundation will give us a false sense of stability and will eventually crumble under the pressures of the world. Only Jesus as foundation is our life, is the foundation of our life and is very firm. I have here some uh, building material, well, some building blocks and a few tools. No building, no building can be built without building blocks, without materials. General contractors, even the home, uh, the home improvement specialists know that there are different grades of building materials. Some materials are superior to others and are designed for various certain tasks. That's why there are building codes so that homeowners, building owners can have a reasonable assurance that their building will not collapse on them or catch on fire. The reality is some people sometimes are unwise as they build their temples and they use underrated materials. Apostle Paul makes the distinction between two types of building materials, superior materials and inferior materials. Superior materials include Gold, silver, and precious stones. They are all considered good materials and can be used for different purposes. Because they, are, they have superior properties. As we strive to build our own temples and be a building block in God's building, here are some of the quality materials we should include in building our own temple. Number one I listed there is the knowledge of the Bible. Without a good understanding of God's Word, of what He requires of us and what is expected of us, we cannot make progress in building our faith. The Bible also gives us examples of, of people who live righteous lives so that we can emulate them and live likewise. Righteous living, another building material, good works, serving our fellows, our communities, and a willingness to do anything for the sake of our Lord Jesus. These are other and important and good 
building materials that we can build on our foundation, Jesus Christ. Good materials tend to complement one another. And a good builder will blend materials together in such a way that the building will both be structurally sound and aesthetically good-looking. It's interesting that all of the good materials I spoke about here and you have on the screen, they have a way of complementing each other and creating synergies. One thing is for sure. The builder who serves God with respect and humility will raise the most magnificent temple. But Apostle Paul also spoke about temples that were created using inferior materials. What are they? They're listed as wood, hay, and straw. And they will be entirely consumed by the test of fire. In our lives, in our life, in our attempt to build our temple of God, question is, what distinguishes superior materials from inferior materials. Well, I can tell you what. Our motives and service determine the types of materials we are using. See, what we do and what we say is good up to a point. Let's say you are giving to the poor. To the love fund here at Middletown. Or directly to someone in need. In order to evaluate whether the giving passes the gold standard and it's a superior material, we need to ask ourselves the question concerning our motives. Was the giving a measly share of our incredible abundance? Or was it a true, thoughtful, genuine gesture of giving. Are we giving or saying things out of guilt, obligation, or to satisfy our conscience? Or are we doing things or saying things from a humble, converted heart? Our motives for doing things or saying things determines the type of material we use for our building. Ultimately, we have the choice to use whatever materials we want for building our temple. The question is, are we shortchanging short God? Are we being honest with our resources? My advice to you, to everyone, use the best materials. Because worthless materials will never pass the test. See, when you do or say things just because, sooner or later, sooner or later, your heart will be revealed. Let's ask God to give us pure, converted hearts. And whenever we will do something for the suffering or say things to support them, it will come from proper Motives. There are, these are the right materials to build with. I'm saying this because sooner or later, 
we're going to face the building inspector. I remember as we were building the house in Niles, Michigan, a building inspector had to come to approve the materials we used and how they were used and eventually to approve the building for occupancy. God is the ultimate building inspector. One day he will evaluate both the quality of the materials and the workmanship. At the end of our lives, my friends, the temple of our soul will be tested to see if he can't withstand the test of fire. We are told that if any work remains after it is tested with fire, then we will be Rewarded. So the question for today is, what kind of builder are you? What type of builder am I? Unfortunately, not all builders are the same. And if you've been around building projects, you know what I'm talking about. Not all builders are the same. The better builders are called the good builders. And God rewards only the good builders. The good builders are diligent in their work, use the best materials, and get the job done on time. Apostle Paul points out that we are each the builder of our own temple, our own temple to God, and we are challenged to become the good builder. See, because we are also the blocks in God's building, the church. If the block that we are is compromised, it will compromise the building of God, His church. Since God will inspect our work, we will each want to make sure that it will withstand God's fire inspection. Sloppy builders construct their temples on the gospel foundation with faulty materials and are careless in their work. Somebody said, each temple burned to the foundation describes a Christian who declared his faith but did nothing with it. Wow. These are Christians, he said, that just maintain the status quo. Their life is a wasted life because their motives, conduct, and service were selfishly directed. God was not first in their life, and they didn't care of those around them. Their motives were not right. Their hearts were not converted. We are the church, right? We are God's buildings. We make up the building of God. Now, at the end of this message, I want to remind everyone that we are all builders of our own temple who makes up the building of God. You and I are building blocks in God's building since the quality of our workmanship has eternal consequences and the integrity of God's building is 
the responsibility of each block. Do we have the right foundation for the temple of our soul? Then the construction of our temple should be done with only the best material, the best building materials of our temple. And they're found when our motivation is to serve God with our entire mind, heart, and soul. Since God is our ultimate inspector, He sees everything and knows when we're trying to cut corners. So we must pay attention at all times because if we are faithful, diligent, and obedient builders, our one-story building will be greater and better than the Empire State Building. My friends, my brothers and sisters, we live in solemn times. The things that are happening in our world, the things that are happening in our country are allowed to happen so that God can work with us in building our own temple. May we have, maybe we have been building on the wrong footing. Maybe we have been building on the wrong assumptions, not on the proper foundation. This is the time to make things right. This is the time to repair the building and make it safe and beautiful. The truth is, there are only two types of builders. The wise ones who build on proper foundation, on Jesus and his way of life, and the unwise ones rejecting to anchor their life on Jesus and his lifestyle and not following biblical counsel. I know the choice is mine and the choice is yours. And you might think as I'm ending this message that, Pastor Marius, this sounds so hard. How are we going to make it? I am confused. I can't even... Oh, yes, you are. Yes, it is hard. But don't forget, we are building the temple of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do anything on our own power. We got to invite the Holy Spirit to even give us the desire to build His temple. And when we do so, I pray... That everyone from Middletown, I pray that everyone who listens to this message will make the right decision and become a wise builder for the building of God. Amen.